Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Just past the halfway point of the show, Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio. The Odyssey app, Christian Ocero, Julio Sanchez. If you want to weigh in on anything that we talk about tonight, Jay Southland, Toast Service, text line 913-576-7610. A lot of people were not happy with the the criticism I had for Brett Veach. I, I was going to say, you know, if you want to call in or text in about Chiefs, you know, Chiefs <laughs> takes by... Chris Unocero over there. They were not happy. They were just awful. People were mad. They're, they're not great takes. <laughs> they were great takes. But they were takes. They were great takes. I don't know if I'd agree. I don't know if the text line would agree with that. They were they were awesome takes. Yeah. Debatable. I was pissed. Seriously, yesterday I was pissed at the Chiefs. And you know, since you know, since we're like partnered with the Chiefs, I gotta pull some punches. How can bit. you be mad at the Chiefs though? Because I, I love Tyreek. I, I mean, Tyreek's my we guy. We all do. But, you but know, that's it's not their fault. Yeah, it is their fault. They, tra- they traded him. They traded him. They chose to trade him. Yeah, they, he didn't put a gun to their head. They chose to trade him. Dollars a year. No, that's they chose insane. to trade him. That is insane money. No, no, absolutely not. You have was, to draw a line somewhere. I was pissed. Absolutely not. I was pissed. Like if if McCall wanted fifteen million, that's the line you draw. No, if, if I pay a Tyreek thirty. No, I'm paying you. Can't man, not you can't. You can't. Contract you can albatross. You can. You you could, but you don't. If you have any sort of business expertise or acumen whatsoever, well, whatever their option they're doing now, it ain't working because this team's worse than it was a year ago. Well, yeah, you lose a a, a player that's going to happen, and they haven't even improved the defense. There's there's still moves out there to make. I mean, not they haven't been making them. They've been watching uh, other teams make most him. Most people didn't see this coming. You had a chance to go Chiefs, get Zadarius Smith, and he goes, he signs with the Vikings. I, I mean, I'm think okay about with that. it. You had Zadarius Smith there, double digit sacks uh, in 2020. You let that man go play in the Twin Cities. He's not going to the playoffs, yeah, playing for the Vikings. Dude's always hurt, though, man. I, I'm not sure. He was that, hurt I'm last okay year. He was hurt last year, but the last, the two seasons before that, 2019, 2020. 2019, okay 12 and a half, signing. 13 and a half in, in 2020. But, but can, can, we, last year. can we agree that had this happened a little bit before free agency, the Chiefs probably would have done things a little bit differently knowing that Tyreek wasn't going to be on this this roster. Right? I don't they know. Would have been more, I don't I maybe to believe they maybe would, they pay another receiver at Marquez Valdez. Like Allen Robinson level. probably would have been signed. I don't know right? if that's the case. 
I, I can't. I don't. How could they not? Because they, they, they had to have been more dude, aggressive. Dude, you. Right now, it's bottom of the barrel at this point. They didn't have to pay MVS $9 million I mean, a year. They kind no, they did. didn't. No, they didn't. Not $9 million a year, no. You didn't have to pay him that money. You could have said, hey, we will go out here and we'll just find uh, a Demarcus Robinson level receiver and pay him Demarcus Robinson level money. You know how much money Demarcus Robinson made last year? $1.1 million. Here's, here, 1.1 million. Here's where I will agree with you. It does seem like a little bit of a reactionary move. It feels like a panic move. It feels like a little bit of a reactionary move because you have you do have to get some it feels some like decent bodies in it, the wide receiver. It feels like you forgot to get tickets to that game that you promised your best friend that you were going to, and so you had to go pay the right before the game ticket prices. That's what it feels like. Like I don't think they would have signed him for nine mil a year if Tyreek was still like th- that's a good supplement. Well, they wouldn't move, have signed right? him, right? But they wouldn't have signed him for nine million. Let's be real. If Tyreek was still on this roster, if he was still on this roster, right? they, they wouldn't have signed him. Walk. He'd have signed with New Orleans. So it is a little bit of a reactionary move. It is a very, very much is a reactionary move. I will agree. Seriously. It's like, it's like if you wanted that name brand big time toy, like I remember when I was like 10, like I was like, man, I want some Pokemon cards for Christmas and my parents got me Pokemon cards, but they wasn't the real Pokemon cards. They was like those cheap, like the, they didn't, you coun't play with them or nothing. They was like the knockoff Pokemon cards. That's, that's what this feels like. Your poor parents. And you still want Pokemon cards for Christmas. I wanted Pokemon cards. I was 10. Still, you still do. They got me knockoff Pokemon cards. Is that a thing? Yeah. Was it like Digimon or something? No, it was, no, no, it was Pokemon, but they were knockoff cards. You couldn't, there was no hit points. There was no moves on them. Nothing. It just had the Pokemon on the front. Poor parents. I was pissed. I didn't let them know that because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Because I, you know, we were poor, so I appreciate the gesture, but I was pissed secretly because I was like, you, you just spent money on these knockoff cards. So I want to talk about Eric B enemy and the news that came out earlier this week, according to the athletic, there were a lot of dysfunctional issues happening with the Jacksonville Jaguars this past year. Obviously, it talked about him kicking former Jags kicker Josh Lambeau in the preseason, which ended up resulting in him getting fired when Lambeau brought that out in public back in December. Talked about the mental and verbal abuse that he inflicted on his coaches and some of his players while they were playing there. Talked about DJ Shark having issues with how he was talking about the receiving group. And he like left the facility, left practice, and then came back, and they 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 talked it, out, they they hashed it out. But probably the most explosive allegations that came out of this was that it detailed that Urban Meyer did not know who Aaron Donald was, who Debo Samuel was, or who Jamal Adams was, according to this report. He did not know who any of those players were. Now, I have heard a myriad of different opinions. And I've I've heard a lot of people say that, oh, there's no way that Urban Meyer didn't know who these players were. That that was probably a joke that got blown out of proportion. Here's the reason why I believe that report. Because 
especially in our field, sometimes the most outlandish accusations tend to be the most believable. Especially when you have someone who is at a highly esteemed publication putting their own name on this. It's like two different reporters who put their name on this, said that this is what we heard. You know that these, because I, I know a lot of people will, because I don't know if you remember that blog post that they put out that the with the Save Our Chiefs whatever group put out about Eric Bieniemy. What was it? A couple months ago, or last month actually, where they talked about how Eric Bieniemy had all this control over the team, and he's the reason why they didn't win against the Bengals, and why their offense was bad at portions during the season. You know, you heard all that, but it was people hiding behind a moniker that didn't actually put their names on it. They had no reputation to back them up. It was a blog post on medium.com. There was nothing there that was reputable about it. But this is coming from real reporters working for a real major publication. We have one of the employees of The Athletic, Nate Taylor, on multiple shows throughout the week. He has his own show on Monday nights during football season. Him and him and Bing, great show. He put his name on his stuff. And these guys put their name on their stuff. And so if you're going to put your name on something like this, you are, as I stated last hour, double, triple, quadruple checking this stuff. You're not going to put something out as outlandish as he didn't know who, who the hell Aaron Donald was unless you got tons of people out here saying, yeah, this dude didn't know who Aaron Donald was. So I don't, I, I 100% believe that. And if I were Jags fan, I'd be really worried about that because you hired a guy who didn't know who the best players were in the league. You hired a guy that didn't know really much about NFL football. And these NFL interview processes for head coaches are generally incredibly articulate. They are, I mean, they vet everything. It's like, it's like if you were to apply for a job at the FBI, they do, generally, they do as much Typically background research as possible. type interview. Yeah, you're talking about, I mean, it's like a work it's day. No longer. It's like a work day. They might as well pay you for these damn interviews because you are there all day. Like, seriously, you might as well get a hotel room in that city because you're going to be there all damn day. I mean, these guys are talking about everything. They are talking about every aspect of the team. Roster construction, the game planning, how you're going to build your offense, what you think of the talent on the team, what you think of draft talent. It is incredibly meticulous how they go about these interviews. And the fact that you couldn't tell during the interview that this guy didn't know who the hell was playing in the league is a problem. The fact that you, I mean, simply, like, you could ask, who do you think is the best defensive player in the league? If he didn't say Aaron Donald or TJ Watt, well, maybe you should reconsider whether or not you're going to hire this guy. So that says a lot to me about the Jaguars organization. He's an offensive guy. That you were going to... I'm sure that Andy Reid knows who Aaron Donald is. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that he knows slack, who Aaron you know. Donald is. No, you can't. Cut him. Guy. Ain't no damn cutting him some slack. But it brings me to my point about Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy interviewed for that Jaguars job. But he knows. He knows who, who Aaron Donald, Donald is. is. Coach
coached against him when they played in 2019, actually 2018. He knows who he is. And it would piss me off. Because, like, we all knew that Urban Meyer was getting that job. We knew it as soon as it opened up. As soon as he had his quote-unquote exploratory committee looking into an NFL team, we knew it was going to be the Jaguars. It was either that or maybe maybe the Cowboys, but it's probably going to be the Jaguars. We knew it immediately. And what happens? They bring him in. They interview all these coaches. And they hire the guy who doesn't know who Aaron Donald is. If I was Eric Bieniemy, I'd be pissed. Because it would tell me that that interview was a sham. That they were going to hire Urban Meyer regardless of what Eric Bieniemy said. Eric Bieniemy probably had a better plan to, to run that team than Urban Meyer. But Urban Meyer got hired because he's Urban Meyer. Because he used to coach an hour south from there in Gainesville at the University of Florida. That's how he got that job. He didn't get that job from anything other than what he used to do in college. And they thought, oh, maybe he can do it in the NFL. He didn't do it with any merit that he had done in the NFL because he's never coached at the NFL level. But Eric Bieniemy has been incredibly successful as the offensive coordinator and basically had no shot at getting that job. If I were Eric Bieniemy, I'd be so pissed hearing that, reading that report. If I were him, I'd have tossed my phone across the room reading that report, like, man, I could have had Trevor Lawrence, could have had James Robinson, DJ Shark. Instead, they hire that idiot that doesn't even know half the players in the league. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Hey, uh, quick update here. 45 seconds left. Yes. Gonzaga's down 66-62 to Arkansas. Yeah, and uh, not looking good for Gonzaga. Some, guy at, Ar- he, sorry, some guy at Arkansas just missed a free throw. So they... <laughs> <laughs> but it's gonna happen. But I think this might happen, man. Uh, I think we might we oh, might I see the both. I think what we, just happened? I think we might see the Zags. They they might get knocked out here. Number one overall, getting knocked out of this tournament, man. Might have uh, some some chaos. Like I said, chaos is like the best thing that happens in the NCAA tournament. We don't like it's more fun to us when the top teams lose, then when they go on and win, that's the whole point of the tournament. The whole point of the tournament there is for the top teams to like, I mean, obviously, you know, this is a KU fan because they, they routinely get knocked out by teams. Why do you have to keep taking shots tonight? Cause it's why fun. Do you, why do you feel like Cause it's fun, man. I, I love that. I love what? throwing shots at KU. Whose man. team is in the sweet 16 right now and whose is not. I mean, I don't have a rooting interest. Yeah, well, that's that makes it even more not fun. <laughs> more not fun for you because you can't make fun of a team yeah. that I root for. This is just plain rude. This is just plain rude. <laughs> Coming up next, I bring a more positive spin on the Kansas City Chiefs trading away Tyreek Hill. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Did you have to dig for this song? No, I have these on deck. Most of these songs are like this one sounds like an actual song. It's not doesn't sound like generic placeholder music. Welcome to my ride. Look at you. Is that what it's called? Welcome to my ride. You no, know, I'm the only one back here that's even got a play. <laughs> I'm the only one that takes no one cares here. about Come that on. generic music. Care. Like you take pride in the I weirdest pride thing. In the work. That's right. 
Bump music is one of the few things we have control over. So, I mean, I, if we could play real music, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we'd have a lot more this control. Is the best I remember, we're I remember so. back in the day when we could have real music. I used to, cur- I used to like put all my music in there. You mean when we could be producers? Yeah, kind of thing? I put my own. I put all. I remember I'd come in before my producer come in. I put all my music into the into the log there. Yeah, no, load it all in. Now I'm just like whatever, just glorified. Play whatever button pushers yeah just i'd tell nolan or tenpenny or whatever, just play whatever i don't care so yeah it looks like uh arkansas is gonna pull this upset off yeah buddy man Gonzaga. we knew they were gonna lose at some point we, no we didn't because yes, i had them yes, winning we yeah we did and I, i'm okay with my bracket going it's already blown to hell so i already told you my bracket died the first night of the tournament with Kentucky lost. I had Kentucky and Kansas. I've got Gonzaga, but you know what? It's worth seeing a number one seed like this. Just Gonzaga just crapped the bed again. Every every year. Why did we do this to ourselves? Why did I do that to myself this year? We always uh, I picked them to win the national championship. I thought this was gonna be the year. Like, like college, every other college year. basketball is the only sport this point. where we enjoy watching the best teams lose late. Like that's true. Once that's like true. college football, we want to see the best teams in the college football playoff. No, that's not true. Yes, no, that's do. actually not yes, true. Yes, we do. Because I don't want to see that. We see that every year now. That's what I mean, you get. Well, we see SEC teams there all the time. Yeah, but exactly. we want it. But we like. We still like to see the best. You don't want to watch some team go in there and get mollywhopped by forty in the college football playoff. No, but that's what more often that happens more often than not. Yeah, but like we we so want to we still want to see good matchups. Right you want to see good matchups like the NFL playoffs. People were complaining. Because during the first, the, when they because they added the the seven seeds in there, so you had the two seven matchups. You had a whole bunch of blowouts the yeah, first week. I mean, it wasn't great. Yeah, like football wild card, football, wild card round. People were pissed because there was some blowouts in there. There wasn't a whole lot of competitive games. So you know, we generally want to see the best. But for college basketball, oh, we like seeing the best teams lose. We we like watching George Mason George Mason go to the Final Four. You know. Like that stuff is actually we want to we want to watch Butler nine seeded Butler go to the tournament final. Like that's it's literally the only sport where we like the Cinderella going far. Yeah, true. Uh, Three point five seconds left. Gonzaga is down sixty five seventy two to Arkansas seventy two sixty six now. But yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's about it's, over. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's three and Beautiful a half thing. seconds left. They're down. Beautiful by. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's the weirdest thing when we root for the best teams to lose in the tournament. So I I want to put a more positive spin on the uh, on on the trade for Tyreek Hill. It's hard to do that. Shocking. That's I, shocking for you. I I had. By the way, look, I was trying to this morning. I was feeling a little better. Trying to gain some credit back with the. Oh no, I don't listeners. care. About, I don't care about that. No, okay. No. Yeah. Look, y'all go feel however y'all feel about what I say. That is what it is. But I wanted to put a more positive spin on it because, first off, like, I was like, you know, as Arkansas is now beating Gonzaga in there. Mark V looked like he wanted to cry. Oh, yeah, he always looks like he wants to cry. Yeah, it's the same look we get every year. Yeah, (laughs) he just always constantly looks like he's on the verge of tears. Uh, Arkansas pulled off the upset over Gonzaga. So uh, the Zags are out the tournament now. And Chet Holmgren can start trying to gain weight for the draft. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to put a more positive spin on this whole situation with uh, the Chiefs and the uh, and the Tyree kill trade. Because look, this is a, a good chance for the Chiefs to try to fix a lot of different issues. This is... 
basically we sold probably, I mean, Tyreek Hill was what I think our third most important player on the team. Maybe he got up to second because he did kind of surpass Tyree. I mean, uh, Travis Kelsey is like the most reliable option for Mahomes this past season. He had over hundred receptions. So, you know, he got to a point where he was a lot more of Mr. Reliable than Kelsey was. And so you traded him away and you got five picks for him. I talked about this last hour. Like, Brett Veach got a hell of a haul for Tyreek. He did. It's as best as you could have done. I mean, I don't even know if. Not I mean, even close. I don't know if you could make, you could get a better deal. You, I don't you know. You couldn't if, have. Because, like, Devontae only got a one and a two. They got a one, a two, two fours, and a six. Insane. Hell of a deal. That's insane. That's insane. You, that's why was, you can't pass that up. I mean. I mean, you can, but they didn't. No. They did not pass that up. Like, a hell of a deal. To go out and get that many, that many assets for one player. So they are going to have plenty of opportunities to move up. And we know the Chiefs haven't really valued first-round picks that much. Twice under Brett Veach, the Chiefs have traded first-round picks for established veteran players at key positions. Did it with Frank Clark, traded away a first-round pick to go grab him from the Seahawks. And they did it last year with Orlando Brown Jr., trading their first-round pick so they can secure that left tackle spot. I I really do feel like the Chiefs, though, are in a position to be aggressive now and to try and get some players, try to get some value there. They can either draft players or they can trade these picks and try to get established players like they've done. I think if there is a move that they could do in the vein of what they've done in past years with the first-round pick, it would be going out and getting a guy like a DK Metcalf. They have reportedly inquired with the Seahawks about getting DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. Why would they? I I can understand Tyler Lockett. I I could not understand the DK Metcalf. I mean, why why would you trade for a player like that knowing that you're going to have to potentially give him the same contract as Tyreek Hill? And and that's... That make it makes no sense. And that's the thing. And that's the reason why I kind of have my doubts about the DK Metcalf trade. Because you would have to pay him. Yeah, it just makes no. I mean, you're given a yeah. lot of what you just got back. Exactly. And downgrading. You, you'd have to pay him. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily a huge downgrade, but like he. I mean, he's not as good as Tyreek. He's but not he, as good as Tyreek. He could be better. He'll be he used in be, a different he way. He could be really good. He could be really good. I mean, he has. He's, he's gonna be really good. I mean, that's why yeah, he gives up so he's much. A, for he's him, a deep threat and pay. He's a, he's a deep threat, so he can stretch the field. He's just not. He's he's a different kind of player, but. I don't think that happens because I don't think they want to pay a, a receiver big money right now. If they'd have done that, they'd have kept Tyreek. So I, I, something tells me, though, I can see them moving one of those picks and moving up into the, the teens there. Like, let's, you know, send a one and maybe one of our twos or a one and maybe one of our threes and maybe a pick next year, like a two next year. Let's move into the teens and let's go get one of these receivers or they move into the, cause I think like 15 to 20 is about where they want to be to get the receiver that they want. Maybe they want to get one of those pass rushers somewhere between 10 to 15. They've got the assets to do that. Now they also have been interested in other players. Uh, earlier it was reported. They were 50, 50 on Marquez Valdez Scantling. And then I think Jeffrey Chadia. Uh, from NFL Network reported that, and then they signed him to a three-year, thirty million dollars. That's a lot of damn money to sign for yeah, a guy that you were about 50, nine 50 for on. two years. Is 
Well, yeah, yeah, nine, yeah, eighteen. Seven, I'm sorry, is it eighteen for it? two years? This is like nine, two, so, yeah. nine each year. Yeah, but like, it's a lot of damn money for a guy who's never been better than McCole Hardman. But you know, they signed him to that. They were they were reportedly kind of fifty fifty on that. They quote unquote feel good about getting Ronald Jones, former running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and if. Stefan Gilmore's price comes down. They could go after him. They have some options here to continuously improve this team. They are bringing in Arden Key, um, former uh, defensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers. Could be an interior option for them, rotational guy on the inside there next to Chris Jones, but not an edge rusher. He's not at all an edge rusher. And... So you got some options to improve your team. If they get Stephon Gilmore, maybe a two-year deal. He's 32, but he's still one of the better corners in the league. It's a pretty nice option to have there. They can make some plays here, and they have a ton of assets. 12 picks in the draft this year, most of any team in the league. So they have the opportunity to get better. The issue, though, is that there's a whole lot of question marks. Right now, with all these assets, there's very much a blank canvas for this team. And I don't know if I'm... I don't know if I'm 100%... Oh, they'll they'll fix whatever problems they got just because they have all these assets. I think there's a very good chance that the Chiefs might take some developmental guys... And we got to wait some time to see whether or not they actually pan out. And then kind of feels like 2022 could very well be a transition year, transitionary type of year where they compete like they did in 2017, but they've got some clear weaknesses and then they hope to try and fix some of those the next off season. And I just don't feel like that's a good thing to do when you are when you got a quarterback as good as Patrick Mahomes and you have been in the position that you've been in, once you get a taste of the the good stuff, sometimes you don't want to get rid of that feeling. And I feel like the Chiefs might expose us to uh, some mediocrity, if you will, this year because they haven't been aggressive in trying to improve the team. So that is uh, a concern of mine even though this offseason they're going to have a very good opportunity to improve the team in the long term. It's just a matter of whether or not we trust them to actually do that. Coming up next, I tell you how Mahomes has changed how teams handle their quarterback position. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. in big at night six ten sports radio the odyssey app christian ocero julio sanchez gonzaga has lost they are out of the tournament lose to arkansas only thing that would make this night better is watching duke lose to texas tech that would that would make my whole tournament yeah i'd i'd i'd, I'd send out Absolutely. a i'd 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 tag my uh my uncle in a facebook post 
because he's a big Duke fan. And so I would make fun of him if Duke, Duke ended up losing tonight to the Red Raiders. Um, Patrick Mahomes tweeted out that if uh, if they win, then he's going to be in San Francisco for the Elite Eight. Uh, so he's definitely rooting for his Red Raiders to go out here and pull off this. Uh, I think they're actually favorites against Duke. I don't think it would be an upset. No. I think they're actually favorites. Let me let me check this real quick. But I, f- I swear... Levine said that they were favorites over. Why would Duke. they be the favorites when they're the number three seed? I mean, they were in the were they in the national title game last year, two years ago, two two years ago, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's even even odds right now. Yeah, it's even odds. I could say it being even. That doesn't mean. Yeah. No. So it wouldn't be an upset, but yeah, you know. well, it would be an upset if Texas Tech, Texas Tech is the the three seed. So it would be an upset. It's not really an upset. And, and it is. <laughs> I mean, really especially considering Duke being Duke, this being Krzyzewski's last year, uh, that's an upset that we all want to see, by the way. I mean, we all, yeah, we all want to see Duke lose. That would uh, make everyone's day. So I want to talk about how w- one of the biggest changes we've seen this year in the NFL offseason is that a lot of teams are aggressively trying to improve their quarterback position in ways that we have not seen in past years. Certainly, there have been times where if a team just happens to uh, let a really good quarterback go, like, for instance, what happened in 20, what was it, 2012, when Peyton Manning was released by the Colts because he had four neck fusion surgeries and... um he was, they didn't know if he was going to be, ever be the same Peyton Manning that he was before. So they just let him hit the market. They drafted Andrew Luck and uh, they were going to move on from Peyton. Like, it's very rare that you see quarterbacks get moved like that. Very rare you see, quarter, you know, major quarterbacks get traded. But this offseason has been really different. We've seen major pieces get shifted around or have the potential to shift around. For instance, Aaron Rodgers could have chose to leave the Packers and could have been traded to the AFC. We heard rumors dating back to last offseason where he could have ended up with the Raiders or the Broncos. That really was kind of the Broncos' plan. We got to trade for a quarterback from the NFC. And then this offseason, they made the trade, got Russell Wilson from the Seahawks, who had been lying the whole time saying he wasn't asking for a trade, but we knew he was asking for a trade. Um, And then you get Deshaun Watson, and as soon as the NFL teams out there felt good enough to go out there and make a deal for him, they did. They, you know, you had this huge bidding war. It was like 13 teams reportedly that were inquiring about his services. He willed that number down to five, and then, uh, you know, basically they all went up there and did their recruiting pitches and he wasn't going to go to Cleveland. And then he opened his recruiting back up and chose Cleveland. And all of a sudden now he's, he's now a Cleveland Brown. Then you see Matt Ryan from the Falcons. He gets traded to the Colts, the Colts previously at Carson Wentz. They're like, this dude's a bum. Let's move him. They sent him to Washington and they got a slight upgrade with 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 Matt Ryan now. But generally, in the past, and we've seen it here in Kansas City, 
teams will stick with their guy that they brought in, spent assets to get, and they'll just build around him. We saw it here in the 90s. I mean, I remember Elvis Gerbach, and they had him, and he was average as hell, and Rich Gannon came in when Elvis Gerbach was hurt and tore it up, looked really good. We were like, oh, man, we might have our quarterback. Soon as Elvis comes back from his injury, he he becomes a starter again. And Chiefs end up losing in the playoffs. In a year where they had the one seed. There have been so many times that teams have opted to stick with mediocre quarterbacks and not try to constantly improve at that position. We saw it here in Kansas City with Alex Smith, where it's like, okay, we're just good enough. We're eleven and five every year, ten and six. That's good enough. You know, we'll get a wild card spot, maybe win the division, contend for it at the very least, and then let's go play in a wild card round and see if we can pull off some upsets en route to a Super Bowl. Then in 2017, the Chiefs did something that a lot of people found questionable, which was they traded up 17 spots, got Patrick Mahomes, and were rewarded for it because Patrick has been the best quarterback in the NFL since he became the starter in 2018. That has changed football so much because now teams are much more willing to part with mediocre quarterbacks. The Cleveland Browns were like, yeah, we have Baker Mayfield, number one overall quarterback, you know, number one overall pick, but we're not married to him. We'd be more more than willing to part with him. And then they found an upgrade in Deshaun Watson, and now they're going to be shopping him out to different teams. The Ravens right now still have yet to put a ring on it with Lamar Jackson. He's playing on his fifth-year option right now. He could feasibly hit free agency. They obviously could franchise tag him. They probably will if they don't come to an agreement on a contract this year. But they could let him walk in free agency and try to go elsewhere. That's what teams right now are willing to do if they aren't for certain that you are a star player at the quarterback position. And that has changed primarily because of Patrick Mahomes. Because it used to be that if you had a decent quarterback, if you had a mid-level quarterback, okay, well, let's just put a bunch of weapons around him. Let's put a great defense on the other side of the ball. Let's get a bunch of uh, receivers. Let's get a running back. Let's get a great offensive line. Let's just build around him, and we'll just create a great team. And if you look at the NFL back in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, Whole lot of mediocre-ass quarterbacks playing in Super Bowls. That Baltimore Ravens team in 2000 had Trent Dilfer as their starting quarterback. Trent Dilfer was ass. He was not a good quarterback. The 0-2 Buccaneers, Brad Johnson as their starting quarterback. He was not a good quarterback. There were Matt Hasselbeck played in the Super Bowl with the Seahawks. It wasn't no great quarterback. He had Sean Alexander playing there. He had a great defense. That's how they got to the Super Bowl. There's a whole lot of bad quarterbacks that have played in past Super Bowls. But now it's like the best teams, the most consistent teams, typically have their quarterback situation figured out. The Rams won because they had Matt Stafford. Chiefs won because they had Patrick Mahomes. Bucks won because they had Tom Brady. That's how you're winning Super Bowls now. And teams understand that if they don't have a quarterback, they got to go find one. The Rams had Jared Goff, went to a Super Bowl with him, 
they still decided that they needed to upgrade. And they moved Jared Goff and some ones, got Matt Stafford, won the Super Bowl next year. That's how the NFL has changed because of Patrick Mahomes. Coming up next, I'm going to finish up the show by telling you why I don't think 2022 is going to be as fun of a season as the past years for the Chiefs. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Here on Big at Night, 610 Sports Radio, the Odyssey app. Christian O'Sara, Julio Sanchez, closing the show out. You missed any of my hot takes from the last two hours. And they were hot. They were hot. Go on to the Odyssey app. Search for Big at Night. And you can listen at your convenience. Man, NCAA tournament heating up now. Gonzaga has lost. Texas Tech and Duke set the tip off here pretty soon. It's been heated up. Uh, it's been a. I feel like it's been a pretty good tournament. I, I haven't like watched. Overall... I haven't watched much of it. <laughs> I haven't it's watched. Good to say that while Seriously? we're hosting a sports radio show. <laughs> you know, my girlfriend always has been saying that. Year. She was like, I was telling her, I was like, man, I don't, I don't care about college basketball. The one time of the year that you probably should care <laughs> about college care. basketball, dude. I don't. Care. Wait, we're still, we're still holding this bet, right? Yeah, we're still holding this bet. I'm not are, watching the are final you, four. Are you gonna you gonna take I'm this not, punishment? I'm not eating the fish. You're eating the fish. I'm not eating that damn fish. You're you gotta it. find something. You gotta come up with a different alternative. What is it called? Surstrumming? Surstr something. It's Surstrumming it, it's from Sweden. Fermented fish. And I'm not eating that. It is the world's most disgusting food. I'm not eating that. You gotta come up with something else. And we'll man. do a thousand year old duck egg. A what? They're called thousand year old duck eggs. I'm definitely not eating that. Why? It can't be an eating thing. Why? I got to a weak stomach. Thing. No, I got a weak oh, stomach. It sounds like a you problem, not mine. It sounds like a, I got like a weak a big stomach. Right I no. can't do that. No. Accept your punishment. No. It got to be something that doesn't involve me potentially dying from internal bleeding. Because What fun is that? And you're not going to internally I'll tell you this. I can have fun without me. being potentially put into a deadly situation. No, I'm not trying to have fun. It's called a punishment for a reason. Yeah, but not I would to like have to have fun. It would I be would, called I, a punishment. It's not a, it's a punishment. That was it's terrible. A, I would prefer, I would prefer not to have my life put on the line by eating fermented. I mean, you're not going to die. People eat that stuff all the time. Uh, they uh, Do they eat it all the time? It's, it's, it sounds like it's, it's made for sale in grocery stores for a reason. I've never heard of this. I've been to a lot of grocery stores, and I've never heard of fermented fish. You have heard of fermented fish? No, I've never. Maybe heard of, not this particular. I've never. I've never knew that that this was is supposed a particular. To be the worst of the worst. I never knew that that was a particular method for preserving fish. Just to ferment. That's gross. Yeah. So that's what we do with alcohol. You know, that's what we do with beer. We ferment it. I'm pretty sure they ferment it in like some kind of. I don't know. I probably shouldn't be talking about this if I don't know, but it's some kind of like alcohol, like turpentine bullshit. Shocky. <laughs> we always had to dump you. <laughs> almost. You almost had to. 
<laughs> the first. I will admit that was close. <laughs> that was that, close. That, that was, was uh... that was so close. You know, the first time on the air, the very first time I was ever on the air here on Sixth Inch Sports Radio, I did the dumb button on yourself. Yes, I was. Uh, it was when Cody and Ryan were doing up early. Back then, they called it unpaid programming, but John did not like the name, so they had to change it to up early. And I was doing. I was producing it. Because I was doing Terry Acton, um, Show Me the Outdoors. That's what oh, it was gosh. called. Show yeah, Me the Outdoors. You really date This yourself. was back in the day. <laughs> this is back. In, this is like this was 2013. So it was almost a decade ago. And I'm producing that. And then they came in, and they had some other guy who didn't work here. And this was the only week he ever did that show. Because John was like, "No, you can't have a non-employee here." And I did an update. And it was long. This was back before, like the updates now, or before back when we used to we do. do we don't do them anymore. anymore. I didn't, which I didn't know until like last fall because I hadn't produced a daytime show in a while. And when I the last time I had done it, we still had updates. But I so I miss those. I I don't. As a yeah, producer, they they're that's the true. worst. They, that's they're the worst because you're like, oh, uh, what's you know what was it? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's I don't I don't even remember what we used to say to lead it off, but I botched this update the entire time. I remember those. I botched nervous. it. This was back when the bed was like three minutes long, so we'd usually go like ninety seconds on the on the on the update, and I it was terrible. I was stuttering. I could not get my words out. I wrote it way too long. I was like updating NBA scores, which is not a good idea here in Kansas City because nobody cares about it. And then at the end, I knew it was bad, so I cursed. I said, uh, SH, under my breath, with the microphone still hot, I whispered it, and it got over the air. (laughs) Ryan did the dump button. I didn't even I didn't even think about the dump button because I was like, and then as soon as I realized I said it with my mic still on, I was like, oh, let me hit start to get into the to the opening pad. Happens to the best of it us, was man. Terrible. My so yeah, I almost I almost cursed on the air. Special thanks to you, the listener, for taking time out of your Thursday evening to listen to us. Special thanks to you, Julio, for doing all the hard work here. I'm Kristen Osero, and this was Big at Night here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Don't cuss. (laughs) This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.